Sabres looking to put a win streak together Wednesday night in Washington. Previewing it next here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. You can check us out on YouTube. And remember to subscribe to our new text line here on the Locked On Sabres podcast uh, you can join up at joinsubtext.com slash locked on. We'll have the description or the link in the description to the podcast, whether you're listening anywhere, audio, medium, or on YouTube. Be sure to check out the show on YouTube as well. Got got rolling with the uh, the text line, and I'm already having fun with it, going back and forth with some fans. We've sent out you know some updates on practice stuff, including Jack Quinn. Being back at practice for the Sabres on Wednesday, although, as he even said, weeks away still from practicing with the team, but that will happen soon, and then he is still tracking towards playing again in January. So that's some good news on Jack Quinn as he'll get ramped up here for about a month, it appears, and then we'll play with the Sabres up in January. Um, other stuff to get to practice-wise coming up, including the lines for Sabres and Capitals. What's going on with the Caps? They are on fire, and I am here to tell you why that's going to end soon, hopefully tonight against the Buffalo Sabres. We'll look at the lineup, 11-D, seven defensemen again. Some of the betting odds. I got my same-game parlay of the day. Still looking for our first hit, but it's, we're due. We're definitely due. Um, again, though, Check out the text line. Having a lot of fun with it. Going back and forth with some fans. Big old group chat of everybody together. Um, and we'll be doing our first kind of game watch together. Uh, I'll be sharing my thoughts. You'll be sharing yours. We'll share some of them on the podcast as well. Uh, if you remember the text line back at WGR, we're just kind of trying to do a version of that. So we'll we'll keep you updated on practice stuff when it happens, news items. If Patrick Kane signs with the Sabers, uh, we'll you'll find out or you can find out through our text line as well. Again, join sub join subtext.com slash lockdown sabers if you want to link up there. All right. So stuff to get to on tonight's game. Let's start with the line combinations for tonight's game. We have another eleven forward, seven defenseman game on the way. I don't love it. Not going to lie, I do not love it because it is going to take ice time away from defensemen that I think are more deserving of playing night to night than guys that were signed to be here. And, you know, I'm really talking about Eric Johnson and to a slightly lesser extent, Connor Clifton. So to look at the lines, what we're looking at, line one, Dylan Cousins with Jeff Skinner and Alex Tuck. Still waiting on Skinner to get rolling. Line two, J.J. Paterka with uh, on the left wing with Casey Middlestad at center. And Zach Benson's last stand. Maybe. Hopefully not. This is the ninth game of Benson's time here with the Sabres. He said, not thinking about it, he's lying. All right, it's fine. Of course he's thinking about it. He is hoping to stay with the team, unless he's been told one way or the other already. But... 
Last chance to make a last impression if uh, if it's still in doubt whether or not he'll stay with the Sabres. To me, I uh, shared this opinion on our last show. I think it would be insane to let, to put Benson back in juniors. He has looked NHL-ready every game that he's been healthy. There have been multiple games where he's been arguably the Sabres' best forward, including last game against Chicago. So I'm hopeful that a bad performance doesn't sway the Sabres towards sending him back. I hope they're not on the fence. I'm not on the fence. I think it would be, again, psychotic to send Benson back down to juniors. Line three, Tyson Jost centering Jordan Greenway and Victor Olofsson. Peyton Krebs is going to be a healthy scratch in this game. Granado said it wasn't because of play. It's just a numbers crunch. So Zemgus Gergensens and Kyle Ocposo will be your fourth line wingers, and we'll see what they do otherwise. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube or you saw the graphic on social media and you're wondering, why is Matias Samuelson on the fourth line? Well, he was skating not on a regular pair. So I just threw him in there because I don't want to remake the graphic. Not going to lie. Uh, you had to move things around and you got the boxes all set up the way it is. So it would have just been too difficult. Sabres making things annoying on the, on the graphics department here at Locked On. I mean, come on. Three goalies, seven defensemen. What are, what are we doing? Can we just do 12, six, and two like a normal team? Um, I'm, I'm not only half kidding when I say that. By the way, so Ryan Johnson skated with Rasmus Dahlin, Owen Power with Henry Yoki Haru, and Eric Johnson with Connor Clifton, and then Samuelson um, will mix in, I'm sure, and still play, what, 19, 20 minutes? I, I don't know what the numbers are anymore because of the seven defensemen thing. I'm just not loving what's happened here where Ryan Johnson, and Granado even said this uh, before the game on Wednesday, that... Ryan Johnson is forcing this situation. He has played great, and he's deserved to be in the NHL, so they don't want to demote him. They don't think he deserves to be demoted to go back to the AHL. Well, here's the Sabres' first test of it's not so easy now to just play the kids because before it was. They were a rebuilding team. They had cleared the decks of all the veterans, so you know what? Oh, Dylan Cousins showed up. Uh, we have plenty of room. Dude, do, where do you want to play? You want to play in the second line? You want to play in the third line? You want to play center? What do you want to do? There was room to play him everywhere, playing in critical situations against Sidney Crosby. And then last year, J.J. Paterka and Jack Quinn. It's time for them to come up. Well, we got plenty of room on the second line. We could throw you into the top six, get him in there. They start developing. This year, Ryan Johnson shows up. Oh, this is cool. You're really good. All right, let's see where to put you. And you're scrolling through the, oh, I don't really, I don't have anywhere to put you. So it's like a, he shows up to a restaurant without a dinner reservation and they put him over by the kitchen. Like they're just trying to stuff him in there in this weird, awkward position where now they've got seven defensemen. And I get what they did in the off season. They signed Clifton and Johnson because they didn't know. It's a playoff or bust season. They didn't know whether Ryan Johnson would be NHL ready or not. But now's the real test of what you do when the kid shows up and he is ready and it's time to go and it's time to play him. And in Johnson's case, it's time to play him in the top four. It's time to play him 18 to 22 minutes a night. What do they do? And in this situation, they don't really know what to do. They're just going 70. And again, that's tough. I don't know what you're supposed to do. Eric Johnson, in, in theory, if this were a video game, I think Eric Johnson is the man to bench. And I say that knowing he scored a really nice goal in Sunday's game against Chicago. 
and that he's been giving them value on the penalty kill. But I'm I'm valuing five-on-five five play over all of that. And he gets hemmed up in his own end a lot. In fact, five-on-five five minutes. This goes for Connor Clifton, too. Because to me, they're the two guys that you look at to, to bench one of. Johnson and Clifton together. It's funny. When they're on the ice with Oposo and Gergensens, who are defensive specialists in their own at the, right at this point, they've played fine together at five-on-five. It's everybody else that doesn't work with. In fact, Johnson and Clifton together at five on five this year, when they are out there without Gergensen and Okposo, the Sabres are trailing five, nothing. They've given up five goals with those defensemen on the ice and not that forward combination. And they have not scored when they're out there without those two. And that's because it's kind of weird. Gergensen and Okposo are those two, but those guys are anchors and Oposo and Gergensen's they are more suited to play in their own end and like get all right we're gonna get trapped on our own end we're good we could battle that out we're good at that that's what Gergensen's Oposo are good at but with Johnson and Clifton are out there with Olofsson and Jost suddenly those guys are not good in their own end and that's why they give up goals and that's why they don't get going the other direction because they can't get the puck back so whether it's that pairing that's not working or whether one of them just has to be scratched. That's where you have to look tough conversation. You brought both in, you paid both, but you didn't know Ryan Johnson was going to be this. And now you have to adjust. The goalie situation is kind of similar. Lukanen and Levi both looking NHL ready right now. Well, we don't want to get rid of Comrie. Let's go with three for now. I, I don't know. Same thing. Comrie hasn't deserved to be sent down or anything. It's just, I'd like to see some clarity, some more aggressive decision-making from the Sabres when a young player is showing that he's ready to go. And Yuri Kulik is going to start to do this as he continues to play well in Rochester as well. Devin Levi in goal against the Capitals on Wednesday night. They're just going one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Comrie Lukanen, Levi, Comrie Lukanen, Levi, probably again. Although I will say this, I think Lukanen deserved to play this game. I think Lukanen deserves to play. Friday night's game against Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't know. Will they take Comrie out of the rotation? Because Lukanen, again, has played really well and has been the best of the three goaltenders, has been the healthiest of the three goaltenders. I think you go back to him on Friday, and I'm very curious to see what they'll do. Friday night is a more interesting goalie decision than Wednesday here was because it was Levi's turn, and they're not they're not taking Levi out of the rotation. It's all about his development uh, this year as he you want him to develop into the number one still. When we come back, we will take a peek at what's going on in Washington. I'll tell you why I think they're a little bit fraudulent, maybe even a lot bit fraudulent. Um, and uh, Ovechkin. I love the Ovechkin-Gretzky chase. And a little bit of an update on that. It's not the greatest start to the year if you're rooting for Ovi to, to, to chase down Gretzky. But he's still in good shape. That's coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are presented by Sleeper. New NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. And you can win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. The official daily fantasy app of the Locked on NHL Network. Sleeper, our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. Um, You could look at what players would you take to win 100 times your money. You get to pick eight, eight players over under stats, uh, whether it's 
you know, Alex Tuck or a Casey Middlestad or whoever who will record more or less than their sleeper projections, goals, assists, saves, shots, plus minus, plenty more in a given game. It's win a hundred times your bet on sleeper, correctly predict the outcome of the eight player stats, and you'll win a hundred times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleepers. So start paying attention, nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use the promo code locked on NHL. You're going to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. This episode of Locked on Sabres also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook when we do my same game parlay, best bets of the night. Sneaky good bets a little bit later on in the show. We'll be losing the odds from FanDuel. It's not just hockey. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any five, winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get in on the action. App is super easy to use. Use wide range of betting options. If you want to look at Josh Allen, over 275 and a half passing yards for this game, if that's the number that intrigues you. How about a Latavius Murray anytime touchdown? A couple of things to look at maybe for this weekend in Philadelphia. Spreads, player props, futures, over-unders, and plenty more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel official partner of the National Football League. Jody Biasi back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Sabres in Washington Wednesday night. The first time they are not home on Thanksgiving Eve since 2009. Trying to change things up. Things haven't gone so well the last 15 years. So whatever. Try whatever you want. I love that night, though, because there have been plenty of years where you go to the game. It's the best night to go out of the year. And you go to the game. You get out at like 9, 930. And then you go out with friends after. You're already downtown. You're already near Allen Street or near Elmwood, Chippewa, wherever you're trying to go. Um, You're already out there. So. What are the Sabres going to see in D.C. on Wednesday? They're going to see one of the hottest teams in the NHL. In fact, you could argue by the record they are the hottest team in the National Hockey League. They, The Washington Capitals, who I have declared dead, written the obituary multiple times uh, in the past year, they're back for now. They're 8-1-1 in their last 10 games. That is the best record in the NHL in this just this last 10-game stretch. Uh, they are third in the Metropolitan Division, 9-4-1. That kind of shows, by the way, they were really struggling out of the gates because they've gone 8-1-1, and they're still only in third in their division. Three points ahead of the Sabres is all. So Washington, 9-4-2, 20 points, a minus-one goal differential. And before we get to... Ovechkin stuff because I'm really interested in his goal chase this this year and next year. Why is Washington? Why are Washington winning? Because Nicholas Backstrom stepped away. You know, one thought on them was Backstrom. We've talked about him because he had the same hip injury that Patrick Kane had, and Backstrom had the surgery, came back, didn't do a lot last year, and then there was a thought of, well, now he gets a full off season, and he could get a little bit healthier, and the Capitals who really struggled to replace. Backstrom, in terms of the top six center group, last year they had uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov, but they didn't have another guy to really go to. They tried Dylan Strom a lot, um, and I, you've I've, you've known me for seven, eight years. I've never been a big Dylan Strom fan. I don't think he's a very good hockey player. Never has been. I hated him when he came into the league in 2015. I hated his play when he came into the league. Um, he's their number one center now, by the way, because Kuznetsov is also dealing with his situation is he injured he's day-to-day day-to-day so I guess he's not 
technically out for this game, but it sounds like he won't play. Um, so if he doesn't, Dylan Strom is going to be their top-line center. Backstrom had the cane injury. You thought whole offseason he'll get a little bit healthier. Started the year, wasn't playing well, wasn't healthy, the hip wasn't working, and he stepped away. And maybe he never returns. He kind of put a statement out that sounds like, yeah, I might never play again because I don't know if this hip's ever going to be right. So Backstrom out, Kuznetsov out. Look at their center group. Dylan Strom, center one. Ugh. Connor McMichael, center two. Ugh. Hendrick Lapierre and Nick Dowd on the third and fourth line. I must say, though, I must admit up front, I don't know a lot about Hendrick's Lapierre um, other than I could look at his stats for you and tell you that he has three points in five games and he's 21 years old and has been a developing prospect in their system, first-round pick of a couple of years ago. So that's all I know. First-round pick? You know, he's a first-round pick that has three points in five games. So maybe there's something there. Um, they need young players to develop because they do not have a very deep pipeline. They need all of their prospects to hit. They can't go two for three. They, they need all of them to hit. McMichael, by the way, uh, seven points in 15 games, um, also a younger player. Um, and then Dylan Strom, eight points in, five, in 15 games as well. Ovechkin leads the way in scoring, 12 points in 15 games. Um, so if you look at it, like he's only got five goals. Nobody's really stepping up in a big way. Strom, by the way, is seven, seven of his eight points are goals, I should say. Uh, so he is scoring goals. He's just not sending anybody up. Why are they eight, one and one in their last 10? Why have they won four in a row? Why are they in a playoff spot? And why are we having to reconsider whether the Capitals might actually be good again? It's just goaltending. That's all it is. Charlie Lindgren has been unbelievable for them. He actually played the Sabres last year and had a couple of nice games. Four and one, only five games, but he's been playing more as of late. Lindgren played on the 18th, the 14th, the 10th, and the 4th. So they've only had five games here, or six games in the month of November, and he's played four of them, has won all four, and has only allowed six goals in those four games. In fact, Goals saved above expected in the NHL this year. He's the third best goaltender in all of hockey, Charlie Lindgren. He's got a 940 save percentage. Good news for the Sabres. Despite the fact that on paper coming into the year, Lindgren's the backup, Darcy Kemper is the starter. Good news for the Sabres. Darcy Kemper is starting on Wednesday night. That's a good outcome. That's a good outcome because Kemper has been much closer to in fact, not even league average. He's been below league average this year. An 892 save percentage. His record is 3-3-2. He has allowed um, 25 goals in eight games, over three goals a game. He is 38th in the league in goal save of expected, so kind of in the middle, um, but below expected, below zero on that number. So Kemper's been okay. He's been, he has been horrible. He's not been good. Lindgren's been great. So the Sabres almost catch a break to me by not having to see the guy that on paper is the backup, but has been the better goaltender. That's why they're in the spot they are. It's Lindgren. Another thing that points to that being true. What are they at five on five? The Sabres, by the way, I haven't updated you in this in a while. Because I, I reference expected goals for a lot and five on five numbers. The Sabres rank in expected goals for this season at five on five might actually help you feel a little bit better about their play. They're 16th. They're 16th. That's a playoff team. That's a bottom playoff team, but that's a playoff team. It's a league average hockey team. So the fact that they're 16th and we all kind of feel like they're not playing that well, I, that, that might actually be a good thing or a good sign. Washington in that number 
ranks 27th. The only teams worse than them are Anaheim, Ottawa, St. Louis, San Jose, and Chicago. That's it. Washington stinks at five on five. Stinks. So if they don't have the goalie that's getting them saves, I'm not very confident they're a very good hockey team. And that's going to lead me to some stuff when we get to our betting preview. But I got my keys to the game coming back and uh, also the betting. But one more thing on the Capitals before we take our time out. Alex Ovechkin, where does he stand in the Gretzky chase? Because that has been a super interesting thing in the world of hockey. It, I think, will be – I haven't thought about this. I'm about to say it. So throw something at me if you think I'm wrong. I think it's going to be the mo- – no, it's got to be. This has got to be number one. The most impressive record that ever gets broken in my lifetime. The goals record in the National Hockey League. Most goals ever. And playing in this era – I think it'll be the most impressive record ever broken in my lifetime. And that's why I'm so obsessed with it and so interested in it. So Ovechkin, where's he at? Five goals in 15 games. No, that's not very good. That's not getting you to Gretzky anytime soon. He's 67 goals behind Gretzky at this point in time. So, okay, he's got five goals in 15 games. That is a 27-goal pace. 27-goal pace for the season. Um that would put him 45 back of Gretzky by the end of the season, which would likely require him to return for his age 40 season to break the record. So he's still in good shape to break the record, but he's got to see a little bit of an uptick in terms of goals. But even if he doesn't 27 goals, he could score 27 goals again next year. And then he's just got to come back for, for the 40th season. And all he'll have to do is score 18, which is not that hard. So for him, I don't think it's that hard. Power play, just stand him over there. So I still feel very confident he's going to break the record. Not rooting for him to score in this game. Every other night, I'll be rooting for him to score. Unless they, by the way, unless they really become a playoff contender. But my prediction, and I've been on this so far. I thought Ottawa would come bounce back. They have. I thought Detroit would fall down. They have. Boston's where I've been wrong. And Tampa, I'm still. we're still in the mix here. I don't know what's happening with the Lightning. So I'm predicting that Washington's going to fall back. I, I The five-on-five five numbers say it. The roster says it. They are still a really old team. They're a thin team. And if, they, if their season right now is reliant on Charlie Lindgren to carry them, that's not, that's not getting you through the whole season. Might get you through a couple of months. But that's to me, that at most is what they're going to get them through. All right, when we come back, my keys to the game and my same-game parlay, my three favorite bets for Sabres and Capitals. Coming up on the Locked on Sabres podcast, we are presented by BetterHelp. BetterHelp, um, check them out. They, you know, this time of year can be a lot. It's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it, but adding something new to your life can counteract some of these feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change, something to look forward to to make you feel grounded especially, and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockdownNHL today. You're going to get up to 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp dot com slash locked on NHL. Final segment here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. It's your first listen every day. Uh, we want to remind everybody in the Locked on Sabres podcast that 
The Locked On Podcast Networks launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today, here for your 24-7 covering the top stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Keys to the game and my best bets for Sabres and Capitals on Wednesday night. Let's start with keys to the game. I got three keys to go through. Number one, Benson for 60. Benson has been getting benched in the third period. I kind of get it. Don Granado doesn't fully trust young players when the games are close and it's down the stretch. That's a little bit new. I think that comes fair enough with expectations of the season. Um, and I do think in other instances, it's definitely right to do. I'd like to see Benson utilize more in the third period when games are close up that ice time, because I think he's one of the most consistent saber forwards on the team, despite being 18 years old and Benson's good in his own end. I relatively speaking, um, I think he'll get better at that. Number two, key to the game, find a defenseman to bench because there are seven defensemen going into this game. I think you go, however long you want to take it one period, half the game, somewhere in the middle of the game, Find a defenseman that's not playing well and stick him to the bench because 7D, I, what, I just don't like it. Guys don't get into a rhythm. Some players deserve to play more. Power playing 17 minutes a night on some games. I know he's had a little bit of struggle lately, but I don't, I don't expect that to continue. Uh, Johnson only playing 15 minutes. I mean, like, I want these guys closer to 20. Samuelson, I know Darlene still managed to play 29, but the others. You might not play as much because you feel like, oh, I got to get Clifton out there. I got to get Eric Johnson out there. I got to get Yoki Haru out there. And I'm not even saying that the guy getting benched has to be one of them. If Ryan Johnson doesn't play well, stick him to the bench. If Samuelson doesn't play well, stick him to the bench. I probably wouldn't do it with Darlene. Power even a little bit. I wouldn't completely stick him to the bench, but maybe limit the ice time. I just think you find a defenseman and you bench him because I think getting into the third period with just three Three pairings that you just go one, two, three, one, two, three, or eventually one, two, one, three, one, two, one, three. That's the way to operate your blue line, even when you've got seven. Number three, and I guess this kind of works for the defenseman too, but for the forwards, hammer the top six. The Sabres are really thin at forward, in my opinion, right now. I don't trust much in their bottom six, or as I should say, their bottom five. Uh, their bottom five right now, Greenway has been pretty good this year. I don't trust Olsen at all. Jost is Jost. You know, he's nothing special. And Okposo and Gergensen are Okposo and Gergensen. So I would love to see them get somewhere into the late stages if the game is close. Go just keep hammering those top two lines over and over and over because I think there is a clear, clear, clear gap between the Sabres' top six right now and their bottom six. All right. And betting odds for this game. Sabres are a slight underdog at plus 105, but. Uh, as I mentioned with the Capitals, I kind of like the Sabres to beat the Capitals in this game. I don't think Washington is as good as their record. Um, so plus 105 on that. Uh, if you look at what they are uh, on the money line for Washington, minus 126. So if you're not betters, you'd have to bet 126 to win 100. Um, and then the total, six and a half. That's where I'm going to start my same game parlay of the day. Over six and a half goals. It's Darcy Kemper in goal, not Charlie Lindgren. I do think that matters to the over here. Levi's been okay, but it's been shaky. So you could get both goalies allowing some, some softies here. Um, 
And I do think the Sabres want to be intent on scoring more goals. They want to look more dangerous. Granado sounds like he wants them to be more dangerous. So we'll see on that front. But I like over six and a half goals and mostly because of who the goalies are. I got J.J. Paterka to record three or more shots on goal. It's not a very high number. Um, and Paterka has been shooting to score as of late. And he's getting time on the number one power play unit. So three shots on goal for J.J. Paterka. And then my number one bet that I love for this game, a little bit of a, of a feels bet, Zach Benson. Benson's last stand. Got to make an impression. Anytime goal scorer, Zach Benson. Gets you to plus 16.38. So 10 to win 163, 100 to win 1,600. Um, that's the odds I'm looking at for my same game parlay of the night. Benson to score, Paterka to get three or more shots on goal, and the over six and a half goals. Enjoy Sabres and Capitals. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the game. Enjoy your holiday. And enjoy Friday night, too. We'll talk before then for Sabres and Penguins, which will be Friday at 6 o'clock. That's next after Washington. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Locked On Sabres podcast, making us your first listen every day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.